Hello, and welcome to the podcast for the journal Integrated Environmental Assessment and Management, better known as IEAM. I'm Jenny Shaw. Today, we're talking to Brock Bernstein, guest editor and author of a special series on oil platform decommissioning off the coast of California. The series appears in the October issue of IEAM. Brock, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. So tell us about the overall goals of the project. Well, California has a long history of offshore oil and gas production concentrated in Southern California, and a big oil spill and blowout in 1969 was credited by some people with actually giving a lot of initial impetus to the environmental movement. So what to do with oil platforms once they reach the end of their productive lifespan, once the reservoirs are depleted, that's been an ongoing question. Uh, The existing leases say that the platform should be taken out completely, but now that we understand more about the environmental and economic costs and benefits of that, there's been a lot of interest in turning those platforms into artificial reefs that would retain some of the ecological value that has been created over time. And so the state of California, the resources agency, wanted to know in much more detail what some of the pros and cons were of the main options for decommissioning platforms and what would be involved in terms of policy, different kinds of environmental costs and benefits, engineering processes and things like that, so that the state could make a much more informed decision about what sorts of policies to implement going forward. Okay, so we're talking about some pretty major decision-making here. Yes, and so what we found, for example, was that taking all of the platforms out would cost about a billion dollars. And so that's a lot of money by anybody's estimation. And so we convened a panel or a team of scientists, engineers, economists, and social scientists, and we just dug in and looked at all the information that was available in the, in the engineering literature, the environmental literature, Uh, environmental impact assessments, the scientific literature on fish communities and all that stuff. And then we sort of synthesized all of that and outlined what we thought would be the two or three main decommissioning options that the state should consider. And then we outlined all the costs and benefits of all of those. So the project involved not just our team, but an expert advisory committee that the state had set up And that included representatives from a lot of the state and federal agencies who would be actually making decisions about whether to decommission platforms or not. And it included several academic scientists with a lot of background in decommissioning and certain aspects like air quality. Some of the biggest diesel engines in the world sit on the heavy lift vessels that would be used to extract the platforms. And those would be sitting offshore of the Santa Barbara coastline or the Southern California coastline for months at a time. So the uh, the actual potential impacts of taking them out were actually much more varied than a lot of people had originally thought about. Yeah, one can only imagine. Just to back up here, sure. can you tell us what's actually involved in decommissioning? Uh, <laughs> that, that's very interesting because you do these these studies and the report was a couple hundred pages and a couple hundred pages more of of appendices, and yet what we heard from some of the managers and state agencies that there were a couple of tables or figures or photos that sort of brought the whole scale of the operation home to them, much more than all the description and the technical information. There's a picture from many decades ago when Harmony, the biggest platform offshore of Southern California, was put in. That platform is taller than the Empire State Building. 
And so a lot of people didn't realize that taking a platform out, some of the bigger ones, are basically equivalent to sending divers down and taking apart the Empire State Building by hand. Probably about 40% of the platforms in Southern California are in water that's deeper than any platform that's ever been decommissioned anywhere in the world. Some of the challenges when you're working in a 1,000 feet of water are very different than if you're working in a shallow area in the Gulf of Mexico where they've decommissioned a lot of platforms. And so California would stress the engineering capacity quite a bit. So sure, they have all sorts of equipment. They have cutting torches and and high-pressure cutting tools with high-pressure water jets. But still, you're basically taking apart something that's 80,000 tons of steel. That's Harmony, the biggest platform, by hand and lifting it up piece by piece, putting it on barges and bringing it inshore. And for some of the platforms, they would have to bring heavy lift vessels with a capacity to lift up to 4,000 tons in one lift. And we don't have those in California. So they would have to come either from Southeast Asia, from the North Sea, or from the Middle East. But at the moment, the biggest heavy lift vessels that would be needed in Southern California don't fit through the Panama Canal. And these things cost a couple hundred thousand dollars a day. So just the cost of getting a heavy lift vessel to and from California is tens of millions of dollars. And then you have to take it apart, you have to bring it on shore, and then cut it into pieces and send it to recycling facilities. The actual process and consequences of decommissioning these platforms doesn't just take place at the ocean. It takes place onshore, and so the impacts have to be considered not just from what's happening at sea, but also what's happening onshore and then wherever those platform pieces are taken to be recycled. So it's a lot of work to take them apart. Something that you alluded to, and I think it's a it's appropriate to talk about now, is has this work affected any changes in policy? Yes. So now it gets a little legalistic, but I'll try to make it simple. So you have to understand that there's there's the state lands, which go out to three miles, and then there's the federal OCS, or Outer Continental Shelf, which goes out to 200 miles. And so some of the platforms, just a few of them, a handful are in state waters, and the rest are in federal waters. So even though you can drive along US 101 along the coastline in Ventura and Santa Barbara and, and look offshore and see all the glittering lights of the platforms, those are, most of them, they're in federal waters. They're more than three miles offshore. And so there was federal law that allowed states to take ownership of decommissioned platforms and put them into a state artificial reefing program. But California did not have a legal mechanism to actually take ownership of platforms in federal waters. And so California had to pass a law that created a legal mechanism for the state to take ownership of the platform in federal waters. And so that law was one of the things that resulted in part from our project. And I think there were um, several aspects of our project that contributed to that new legislation, which was signed almost unanimously. Now, I, I want to touch a little bit on the papers that are in the series, um, and we'll just do this briefly because people can, of course, go onto the table of contents. But among the different papers, some of the topics that are explored are looking at the air emissions, mm-hmm. looking at the different costs associated. And this one, you developed an interactive decision model Correct. to help explore the different right. decommissioning options, the pros and cons that you're talking about. So when when we first 
put together our bid on the request for proposal that came out from the state, I assembled this team, and we realized that even with a restricted number of decommissioning options, for example, leave them in completely or take them out partially, there's just so many different ways to combine the decommissioning process. For example, you could take platforms out one at a time, or you could group them into groups of platforms. And within a group of platforms that are being decommissioned, you could take some out completely and leave others as artificial reefs. You could dispose of the platform pieces that you didn't want in different ways on shore. And so even though you're, you're looking at 27 platforms and what seem like a restricted number of decommissioning options, by the time you start looking at all the potential combinations of these, it rapidly proliferates into a very, very large number. So we understood right away that we would not be able to look exhaustively at every little piece of the decision tree. And so we decided that the best way to work would be to create some sort of an interactive decision model that would let users create their own decommissioning scenarios and evaluate them for themselves. And this model, is it useful for future decommissioning of rigs sure. in the Gulf of Mexico? What, what about internationally? Well, that's really interesting because we've actually had some interest from some folks working in the North Sea, and there's over 600 oil and gas platforms in the North Sea. And currently, the regulations say that all of those need to come out when the, the useful lifetime is done. But there's some interest in investigating what an artificial reefing program might look like because they represent valuable hard surface habitat. The basic structure of the model, the basic approach, would still be useful. It would just have to be adapted for other locations and other applications. Just, just to sort of finish up here, I think that the, the stage is set for decommissioning sort of coming online in the next few years. The estimates are that depending on oil prices, these platforms are going to start to reach the end of their useful lifetime sometime in the next five or ten years. And so I would expect that that we'll see the decommissioning issue become a much more active one in California sometime in the near future. Thanks so much, Brock, for spending the time with us today. It's been really informative. Thank you. My pleasure. You've been listening to Brock Bernstein discuss the special series, Offshore Platform Decommissioning in California. Access the series in the October 2015 issue of IEAM. Just go to seatacjournals.org. I'm Jenny Shaw. And thank you for listening to the IEAM podcast.